We're going to talk about the World Fair now on RN, but not the big international expo that you're probably thinking of. World Fair is a project of CODATA, the International Science Council's Committee on Data, whose mission is advancing open science through international collaboration and improving the availability and usability of data for all areas of research. Dr Simon Hodson is the Executive Director of CODATA and he presented a keynote address at an event this week called the Vocabulary Symposium 2022 held at ANU. Dr Hodson's presentation was called World Fair and Making Data Work for Cross-Domain Great Challenges. And Dr Simon Hodson joins you now. Welcome to RN. Thank you very much. Now, Simon, I know that you are the Executive Director of the International Science Council's Committee on Data, but what exactly is that? So the Committee on Data is not just a committee. We are um, an organisation in our own right. We have a legal identity and our own funding, but we were established by the International Science Council to support its mission. So the mission of the International Science Council is to advance science as a global public good. And we support that by promoting open science and the principles of FAIR data. Now, FAIR stands for findable, accessible, interoperable and reusable. So, Simon, how FAIR is most of the data that's out there at the moment? Good question. In some areas, a lot, but that's a minority of areas and across the board, in most research institutions and most universities, data is on people's hard drives, maybe in a departmental server, and it's really not what we would call fair. Some areas of research have been extremely well supported. The big facilities for materials research, the big facilities for astronomy, some of the large social science surveys as well. And in many, many research areas, Data is produced by relatively small teams, sometimes by individual researchers, and they simply don't have the resource or the support in their institutions to make their data fair. Could you perhaps give us just a couple of illustrative examples of the the benefits that come with data being more fair or some of the problems that can be encountered when it's not? There are actually a lot of benefits and there has been quite a lot of work to demonstrate this. There are economic benefits that are created by publicly available data, and the downstream economic benefits from investment in research infrastructures that look after data. Now, a lot of work has been done by a Australian economist called John Houghton. He and other colleagues did a series of studies to show the economic benefits of data infrastructures, so research data archives. In those areas that I mentioned previously, there was also a study by PwC in 2019, which estimated an opportunity cost for the European research area of 8.1 billion euros of not having fair data. And they identified that at least 80% of the work effort, if you like, in research projects was spent obtaining and above all, wrangling the data, what we call data cleaning, making the data fit for use. And it's often a lot less efficient to do that downstream by the data user than it is to do that work of making the data usable upstream by the data producer. The problem is 
that the funding goes into the research projects who then have to clean the data and wrangle the data rather than into the research projects that create the data. So that's just the economic benefits. The scientific benefits are considerable as well. Firstly, good scientific practice, transparency and reproducibility. Science research is an activity which depends upon the transparent and clear articulation of evidence. Otherwise, it's just opinions. Along with the open science movement, fair data insists and requires that when you publish your scientific findings, you also simultaneously make available the data that underpins those. And still, that's not necessarily current practice. And there was a fantastic and shocking editorial in a neuroscience journal, I forget the precise name of it, where the editor-in-chief expressed his considerable concerns about the lack of availability of data underpinning articles. It was over 40 articles, which when they had gone through the review process, he thought, ah, data looks a little bit too good to be true, and asked the authors to provide the data. Minuscule minority of the authors provided the data. I I think about half of the submitted authors tried to publish elsewhere. The others didn't reply, etc. And to his mind, that showed a little bit of cherry picking, a little bit of just showing the best of the data, a little bit of massaging of the data going on in, in in that community. And then the third clear benefit is most of the really important research areas for planetary survival, for the sustainable development goals, are inherently cross-domain. And that poses significant challenges for data integration and interoperability. To look at climate change and climate change adaptation, to look at the growth of cities, to look at disaster risk reduction, we obviously need a variety of data types of data sources. In biodiversity, for example, we need the traditional biodiversity data uh, sources, and they're gathered very effectively by a number of research infrastructures around the world. But we also need to understand land use from satellite data. We need to understand the motivations of communities who need to use the land. And so genuinely to address those issues, We need a multidisciplinary approach, and we will need to combine data from a number of different sources in order to model a complex system. Really, to pursue those complex areas of research, it's essential that we have fair data. On Sunday Extra, we're speaking with Dr. Simon Hodson, Executive Director of CoData. Simon, we've been talking very big picture about the work that CoData does. I was intrigued, though, that you also do some very important work, which is about much smaller units, so to speak. Could you tell us what DRUM is? And when I say I appreciate you giving us your time today, I know that you know exactly what that means. (laughs) Yes, thanks. So CoData was founded in 1966. So we've been around for a long time. And one of the first areas of research the CoData was involved with was work on the fundamental constants. So our longest standing task group is the task group on fundamental constants. And they produce what are called the CoData recommended values for the fundamental constants. And we're talking here about things like the speed of light in a vacuum, Planck's constant, Avogadro's constant, big G for gravity, and so on. Now, Those constants underpin and are the representation, if you like, of our scientific understanding of the fundamental mechanics of the universe. And I should say that that task group is essentially co-hosted by CoData and by BIPM, which is the International Office of Weights and Measures. 
And BIPM, in turn, is the holder, if you like, of the meter convention, the intergovernmental agreement about the international system of units. Since 2019, all the core units in the SI, in the international system, are derived mathematically and scientifically from the fundamental constants. So, for example, until 2019, the kilogram and the model kilogram, which was used in the metrology labs around the world, and which in turn is used in all our systems of weights and measures, was based upon a lump of titanium held in a basement just outside Paris, underneath three bell jars, because they can measure when even one atom has been lost. But the kilogram is now derived not from that lump of titanium, but mathematically from Planck's constant. And the value of Planck's constant is determined by that codata task group. Now, where DRUM comes in, DRUM stands for the Digital Representation of Units of Measure. And this, again, is fundamentally related to FAIR. One of the things that we find inevitably in our complex world is that there are a number of systems to represent units and measurements on the web. And the task of the DRUM task group has been to try and improve cooperation and collaboration among those various systems and to raise the profile of this issue, which is absolutely fundamental to fair data and to the interoperability of data. The DRUM task group published a position piece in Nature earlier this year, which is really a call to action for the scientific community to pay more attention to how measurements and ultimately their data were represented digitally, such that other scientists and their computers can more easily use those data from other sources. And Simon, you've given the keynote at the Vocabulary Symposium. Could you tell us what the focus of that event was and your contribution to it? Vocabularies, what we mean by that are really the list of agreed concepts that are used in a particular area of research or science. Without agreed terms and concepts, you can't really conduct science internationally. You can't have data and observations that are commensurable. So I mentioned that CODATA is the Committee on Data of the International Science Council. The predecessor of the International Science Council was established in 1919, at the same time as a set of the first international scientific unions. And one of the tasks that those unions undertook from the very outset was to create vocabularies, lists of agreed nomenclatures. So in chemistry, you can see how important that is with the periodic table, with chemical naming structures, but also the names of the particular phenomena which might be observed or measured. Many of those international unions, as they've grown up, have genuinely pursued that task of being the owners of vocabularies that underpin an area of research or the owners of particular data models. So the Union, International Union of Crystallography looks after a thing called SIF, which was developed by an Australian, as it happens, which is the crystallographic information format or file. The important thing, however, is that those vocabularies are public that they're available on the web, and that when people create data and publish their 
research and their findings, they can reference them effectively. So a lot of what the symposium is about is how we coordinate that effort of making sure that scientific terminologies are agreed, so that's a social challenge, and coordinated internationally, so that's a scientific diplomacy challenge, if you like, and then are represented effectively informatically on the web, and that's a more technical challenge. In Australia, a lot of work has gone on in the area of data for the last 10 to 15 years. And I'm not just buttering up you or the audience to say that Australia's really been playing a leading role globally in data stewardship and good data practices. It started off with the Australian National Data Service, and now that's being continued by the Australian Research Data Commons. And it really has been a very effective and influential model for the rest of the world. One thing that the Australian Research Data Commons now looks after is a service called Research Vocabularies Australia. And that's a good practice, an example of how scientific vocabularies can be made available on the web, both so that scientists can consult them and so that their computers can reference them. So each term has what's called an IRI. So it's a, a unique space on the web. And although that might sound very basic and fundamental, it's absolutely vital for effective science and for people to be able to compare their data and to use other people's data. Well, I know that Australians like to say that we believe in a fair go. I didn't realise that there was such a scientific application of that. That's good to hear that Australia is doing well on that front. Well, Simon, it's been a great pleasure speaking with you. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on Sunday Extra. That was a great pleasure. Thank you. Dr. Simon Hodson is the Executive Director of CoData and CoData, uh, and great speaking with Simon. Getting in touch with ABCRN is easy. Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and text features.